morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Midday grind on a Monday here. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. A lot of folks off today. Schools closed. Winter warm-up rolls on. That's where Chuck Marlowe is. Holding those Cardinal players accountable for last year's 88-win season. I forget already. And uh, nothing boring really about this weekend. Other than the Chris Bryant comments, nothing boring. A lot of excitement. Sports world next weekend probably kind of boring, to be honest with you. No championship Sunday. No warm-up. No baseball talk. Got an NHL All-Star game that they moved to a Saturday night. Jimmy Hewers alongside Brian Hoffman, Matt Rocchio. When did that happen? You didn't even know that, did no, you? I don't the really o- care about the NHL. Oh, Jimmy, set them straight. Uh, admit this. That you didn't the know? the one event oh. I really don't like. God, and you're a hockey, hockey guy. guy. With all things, I just think that thing is just, it's just like watching an <laughs> exhibition league game. It's no good. But, it, but next year, it's going to rule great. when it's here in St. No, Louis. Next yeah, year, it's going to be amazing when it's here. Then it's going to be the greatest thing that's ever. <laughs> when did it go from a Sunday afternoon to a Saturday night game? Is that just this year? It may be. I, I don't ever remember. I just it noticed being that Saturday the other day. Night. It was always Sunday you afternoon. Just noticed it. I did. Well, what? Have you guys been scouting when the All Star game in hockey is? No, I still. True story. We had to tape a Sunday morning show, and it always has a blues schedule for the week ahead. So I always look and see who they're by Douglas. I look ahead at who they're playing, and I thought, oh, then it's the All-Star game. And I'm like, what is that? And I looked it up. So I found out as of last Thursday, I knew the All-Star game is on a Saturday. So no offense to the All-Star game, but it's going to be kind of boring next weekend, this particular weekend. And the Chris Bryant thing is not a big deal. But it's fun. And because Yachty got involved, and he's already hugely popular with the fan base, it just makes it better. We'll see today if he wants to pile on. But it really had a Saturday SmackDown feel. The shocker was that John Brebbia got dragged into it. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> right. And I guess he was on the caravan, and he simply said, oh, cry me a river, loser. It was a great quote. And then yesterday he said, I'm not really a social media guy, but apparently I'm trending. And, I don't like, think he cared. So he yeah. just like, felt like he had to say something. Yeah, like, just who cares? It's not a big deal. Uh, Chris Bryant, here's the comment. Let's do this. If you didn't hear yeah. it over the weekend, it's kind of fun. And it's Friday night. Ryan Dempster has a show, apparently. That's the biggest news. Ryan Correct. Dempster has like a Conan O'Brien late night show. <laughs> right. And I know he was a jokester <laughs> when he played. Nothing funnier than his ERA. But he has a Friday night show. And then there's a giant bucket of Budweiser sitting there. So people were saying, hey, AB, you got to get involved. He's calling our city born. They got a bucket of Bud sitting there. 
So Dempster's doing the interview. It's clearly the Cubs warm-up weekend. I think they call it Cubs Con. So all of their players were in town. So Chris Bryant sitting with Dempster. Nice. Winter's going good? Great. Yeah. Really good. Out in Vegas? Yes. Yeah. Vegas. Nice. Going to Nelly? Yeah. How was that? that? Was, interesting. was it hot in there? It wasn't what I was expecting when I was going there. Yeah. I was going to a Florida Georgia Line concert and with Nelly. Nelly's there. I was like, what is this? Sick. What's up, dude? Nice to meet you. Yeah. He's a big Cardinals fan, so but he, yeah, boo. Yeah. He was he was trying to work the magic on Bryce. Yeah. But Did he have the band-aid on? Who would want to play in St. Louis? So yeah. boring. Yeah. So right? boring. So I always boring. get asked like, where do you like to play? Where do you not like to play? And ooh, St. Louis is on the place I don't like to play. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny though? The longer you play in the division, the more time you play those teams. Yeah. Like, oh gosh. You know, I remember when I was getting traded, and they're like, "Hey, how about St. Louis?" I'm like, zero chance in hell. <laughs> yeah. no, no way. No, thank you. Uh -huh. No, thank you. Won't but, even go there as a free agent. Oh, yeah, not happening. Gosh. It's rough. Nice. I'm pretty sure St. Louis had limited interest in Ryan Dempster. Yeah, he wasn't on the top of the list. Does anybody remember us doing call-ins and poll questions, saying, "Hey, should we sign Dempster?" Maybe low-hanging fruit and yeah. Dempster went together. <laughs> he would, he would have, yeah, he would have applied there. Chris <laughs> Bryant's hitting 228 at Bush Stadium, so he is a little boring when he comes to town. Hey, I don't blame him. These guys, and we say it all the time, God, how many trips to Pittsburgh can the commission make? How many times can you go to Milwaukee? He probably thinks Milwaukee's boring. He probably thinks Cincinnati's boring. But it is worth saying that, to him, excitement is a Florida-Georgia line concert. Correct. And I, I think that mm. if that's your, your, your ceiling for excitement, then maybe you don't know what boring is. <laughs> I respect the fact that he totally ignored the lame jokes by Ryan Dempster. Dempster's like, hey, was it hot in there? It yeah, was a total went right Did by he him. have the Band-Aid on? Even Jober <laughs> thinks those are stupid jokes. And he kind of blasted right through, hey, was it hot in there? And then he blasted through, was he wearing the Band-Aid? He wasn't asked how boring St. Louis was. He, he offered it. He really did. God, boring St. Louis. The context was Nelly trying to recruit Bryce Harper. The best response I saw was when Plowsy tweeted out, the Cardinals now should double down, sign Harper, and and then uh, introduce him and say we're a little less boring than we were yesterday. Really shove it up, <laughs> the Cubs, you know. Yeah, that would work. Uh, it's not a big deal. It is fun. It adds to the rivalry. But when Molina gets on his Instagram, and who knows, maybe he's sitting poolside having a cocktail. I don't know. But when he chimes in, and I'm paraphrasing at this point, but says you don't do that if you're an all-star, if you're an elite player, you don't mock another city. Only stupid players and losers say what Dempster and Bryant said. There's no debating what he meant, right, Jimmy? Is there any no. confusion there? No. I, There's no walking that back. He I, was very clear. He was, but he, remember, he's the same guy that didn't like uh, Phillips tapping him on the shin pad. Correct. And that thing blew up in a heartbeat, so... Yachty, I guess you just don't don't poke him. Don't, don't cross poke. the line. Yeah, just leave him leave him alone. And if you're a Cardinal fan, you go, hey, thank you, Yachty, for sticking up for us. And and it doesn't matter if it's a little bitty issue, Yachty will come back barking at you, no problem. That's where the legend grows because it wasn't even about the team. It was about the town. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. now Yachty isn't just like you don't mess with the Cardinals. He basically said you don't mess with St. Louis. And we've had a little inferiority complex. It was a tough weekend for our collective psyche. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl, being celebrated as the L.A. Rams. And then Chris Bryant says, we're boring. We kind of look in the mirror and go, well, okay, I like going to Art Hill sledding, but okay, it's a little boring, okay?
But he can't say that. That's our rule. And I told Frank, if there's a street fight, I don't care how big he is, I'm taking Molina in that street fight. Frank opted for Tyler O'Neill because he had just seen him and his chiseled biceps, according to Frank, moments earlier. So Yachty's that guy. Don't you think he's the street fighting guy? Absolutely. He he. There's no rules. If you if you're going, Yachty says that's fine. There are no rules, and I'm coming at you 100. percent So yeah, I'd take Yachty in a heartbeat. There's no doubt about that. And Mike Schilt, uh, not Mike Schilt, Mike Gersh. We got too many mics. Mike Gersh, comment was, "Hey, if anybody wants to fire up Molina, we're fine with that. Yes. Like if you want to get him riled up, good for you. But that rivalry, they don't play till May 3rd." A good month and a half into the season because it starts in March this year, but I can't wait. I mean, the the, the nineteen games are always interesting when it's the Cards and Cubs, but now you got a little extra. Remember, Dusty gave Tony the middle finger one time. <laughs> Joe Madden called the Cards vigilantes. Right. Matheny wasn't likely to hop in on that and kind of go back and forth with Madden, but maybe now this Molina. I'm sure Bryant will say, "Listen, I get it, St. Louis. You're a great baseball town. Just I'm sorry." And Strick had the scoop on Saturday night. He that he that he yeah. saw Dexter Fowler, Scoop Strickland saw Fowler at the Blues game, and Fowler said that Chris Bryant texted him to apologize. Oh, don't apologize. And Have apologize fun with unaccepted. It. It's fun. That's right. I said it. What are you gonna do about yeah, it? Yeah, apology not accepted. Own it. Come on, Dexter, just like you did to Matheny. Block Chris Bryant yeah. on your phone. <laughs> Come on. Did you read any of Molina's uh, responses on Instagram? Because people would people would comment and say like, oh, Contreras is better than you. And Molina's like, well, was he last year? And then someone called him old or overrated. And he goes, what does my bank account say? And this one, wow. someone goes, how's Brian a loser if he's won a World Series during his MVP year? Dempster didn't show up for the Cubs in October. Shot. But Brian has got it done. Molina goes, two World Series rings over 16 years. Cubs, one ring 100-plus years. Wow. <laughs> See? I, we, under, I love un, Underrated <laughs> as the guy I'm going to invite to the roast to be on the dais is now Yadier Molina. And then Marcelo Zuna chimed in with something sort of like cryptic and odd, which I would kind of, he said, they talk like tigers, but they're actually little kitties or something. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no, Ozuna, Ozuna responded to the whole thing from the Dominican. Meanwhile, we're wondering whether he can throw can a ball hit? or hit a ball. <laughs> yeah, but, his, but, but, but what he chimed in with was actually, we know he can type. That was actually pretty entertaining. Oh. Uh, other things over the weekend, Dexter Fowler, who I think was the most interesting person other than this Molina Bryant flap because we hadn't really heard from Fowler. He gets hurt last year, disappears because he's not playing. And then he's back in Vegas. Derek Gould had the in-depth piece during the winter meetings because Fowler lives in Vegas and admitted, listen, I was going through some depression, some serious stuff, not just that I'm not hitting. So we hadn't heard much from him. The team has certainly doubled down on believing in him, whether it's Schilt or Mosaic saying Dexter's our guy. Um, but here's Fowler from over the weekend. I'm great, man. You learn from that stuff, and, and, and you keep going. You know, everybody has the peaks and their valleys. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a valley, but at the end of the day, you, you, it's, it's how you come out of it. You know, the trials and tribulations and, you know, my family and stuff, they, they helped, and it's good to it's good to be around them, and, and, and they put that, that smile back on my face. And a lot of talk with Dexter about the fact that he was at the warm-up, and he said, listen, I think he had a wedding last year. He said it basically said I needed to be here. And I was annoyed that he didn't get that at first since the team's paying him a lot of money and the fan base is trying to reconnect. But I'm glad he got it right. He he get, he showed up and he seemed to be having fun. Maybe he's in better spirits. Maybe it's just that he likes Shield better than Matheny. I don't know. All of that's great, but he's still got a hit. 
<laughs> yeah, he he's got to play better. I guess part of it though, if you you're at a your place of employment and you're underperforming or you're not fitting in, you're gonna try to stay away. And I'm pretty sure that had a little something to do with why he wasn't here. He may not come out and say that. Obviously, the relationship with he and the manager was not great. So that's going to make you not want to be around. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to pass. I got things I got to do, blah, blah, blah. But now the air was cleared out in Vegas. Everybody's all happy and ready to go. And, you know, we've got all these positive thoughts. So, yeah, it, it was good for him to be here. He needed to be here. But I think he also kind of felt like he's part of the group again. Yeah, which no, is I think you're important. right. He does seem, for what it's worth, he does seem refreshed. Yes. You know, like that they're hitting this button too. He'll come to spring training. Because when he was at his best with the Cubs, he was kind of lively. He was a fun guy mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. Not necessarily a leader, but he was a good presence. He was upbeat. And ever since he arrived here, there was sort of this idea that he was sulking. I think the first year he was depressed, not officially, but just down that he wasn't still a Cub. They'd won yeah. the World Series. Those were all his buddies. I mean, it, it, even though you're getting a lot of money, it does kind of suck. Now, I could get over it making sixteen million a year, <laughs> True. but I'm sure that first year was all about Cub withdrawal, and then last year he just didn't play well, so it's a reset button for him. What about Alex Reyes, who is a true wild card? It sounds like they want him to be a starter from everything that Mike Schilt has said. Here's Alex Reyes. Everything's been feeling good, and that's that's where we are in the process. It was my first two times off the mound since surgery, so hoping these next few weeks to build up my, my, my pitch count on that on the bullpens. Um I'm extremely excited, man, just to get out there and, and start competing. Again. I think at some point, Shield said, we view him as a starter. But they do have a lot of options, closer. and it, it'll it'll decide itself. Closer. Don't you like him in the bullpen? See, I'm one Is of the- that too much to put on him at this point because he hasn't been physically right for a couple of years? I don't know. But maybe don't make him the closer from day one, but in the mix, late-inning mix. Yes, or whatever it is, whatever his role is in March, keep him there. Don't. I don't want this to be a, a case where they try and stretch him as a starter and then late spring decide, okay, now you're a reliever. I don't I don't want to see that happen. I think they said they're worried that if they get to late in the year and he doesn't have the innings, then they've kind of wasted him. That They, they right. don't want him to be a reliever who doesn't build up. They want him to build up those innings because they view him as a long-term starter. So, in other words, you would just be putting that off. But it is tempting to say Hicks, Reyes, Miller, all those guys are late-inning options. It, I... I'm of the belief I want him to be a starter because I think he's just so dominant and he has the body type. He's got the lower trunk legs. That, I mean, he's going to have all the strength. You know, a, a Tom Seaver was built that way. Nolan Ryan was built that way. I'm not comparing him to those two and say he's going to be that successful, but he's got the body type to be a starter and a dominant starter. And I, it's such a rare commodity. Let him be a starter. If he fails, hey, guess what? Then he goes to the bullpen. But I think he's got so much overwhelming that makes him a starter that he should stay a starter it is crazy that used to be the mindset for the bullpen if you were bad you were yeah. a bullpen guy like right. if you weren't good enough to start uh, just throw him in the bullpen right. we had trevor rosenthal in studio and he was talking to frank and he said he first started pitching in college because he got in trouble and his punishment was <laughs> despite being a shortstop go to the bullpen right that was his punishment and then he came out a million dollar reliever it's yeah that punishment <laughs> Now you go in the pen with all those other guys, and the other guys are like, why are we bad? Like, wait, hold on. The pen's punishment? And the game is changing. And here's the thing. It seems like in the last few years, once you get to September, it's all hands on deck, and if we need you in the pen, you're in the pen anyway. If you get to 
the first four or five months of the season, okay, you're my starter. But if I need you in the pen late in the year, then you can move him to the pen. All right, we talked about Ozuna. He's in the Dominican Republic. Apparently, he's doing fine. The shoulder, it's kind of a big deal because he's yeah. your cleanup hitter. And if he's right, that changes your entire lineup. John Mozeliak asked about Ozuna's health over the weekend. I think he'll be ready to go in spring. I'm not overly concerned. Uh, he's going to spend the remainder of his offseason in Dominican Republic, which is not ideal in terms of our medical staff being able to get a firm grasp of where he's at. But I'm going to bop down to the DR um, a week from today, and, and so hopefully uh, I can get a sense of where he's at. Think of all the nice like economic banking terms that Mo has used in his tenure, and now he just said bop down to the He's, DR. Right? Yeah, you know, bop, bop down, down there. to the DR. <laughs> what? <laughs> it sounds like a hit song for some one-hit wonders. Bop down to the DR. It doesn't sound very Mo-esque. No. It's not real fancy lingo for him. But non-Cardinal Cub related, that was probably the biggest news from the weekend, right? That we're not quite sure where Ozuna's at in his rehab. And, and Mosaic admitted... It's less than ideal that he isn't around our medical personnel. Like, here it is, mid to late January. A lot of those guys are back from surgery injury. They sort of roll into Jupiter, and it's not a hard gig, let's be honest. I mean, you, you roll up, the sun's out, it's a beautiful facility, you do some training, some rehab, and by noon you're eating lunch somewhere, maybe you're on your boat. It's not a hard gig. So I got the sense, too, and I listened to some of our raw sound of Mosaic over the weekend that they really kind of want him to maybe show up in Florida soon, but instead he'll opt for bopping down to DR. Bop down. He said apparently he's throwing a little bit. Is he hitting a little? I would say it's a little disconcerting, especially since last year. One of the reasons Ozuna didn't play well was the shoulder, and there appeared to be a little bit of a disconnect in terms of whether he was healthy or not. So you really, we need some clarity on that. See, just hearing those comments, it's not ideal. There's some discord already developing. I can't get with past Ozuna. Bob Down. Is that, Bob. Part of, is that the vocabulary now? <laughs> yeah. Is the mo acquisition cost Bob Down? He turned fifty on Friday. Do you think he's like, all right, you know, the new me? I'm just going to dumb it down. All you 2019 idiots, twenty nineteen mo is dumbing it down. For all them. all you idiots have been making fun of my lingo for years, and you think I'm just kind of this erudite snob? You know, what? I'm going to start talking some street talk. Mo, your thoughts on Goldschmidt? He hits a lot of dingers. What? He'll probably rake a little bit. What do you say, Sully? You think he'll rake a little bit? Goldie looks good. Uh, Mike Schilt weighed in on the whole Yadier Molina deal. He actually had a really long answer about St. Louis not being boring, and we played it in its entirety last night. It was almost two minutes long. And then people sarcastically said, oh, great, we have places to go to dinner. That still makes us boring. His point was Stan Musial stayed here forever. Jim Edmonds, who's from California... Hangs out here, lives here. Pujols comes back. Larusa, he was just saying, I've, I had a great dinner. He got a plug in for Dominic's. He said, I was at dinner with Paul Goldschmidt and his wife tonight. Nothing boring about that. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it really means that we're not boring, but it was a fun defense. But then he was asked more specifically about Yachty. He's the yacht father, right? You know, he's he, when he speaks, everybody's going to listen, and um, he's got that kind of respect. So, um, you know, he's our uh, El Idre. Um, but the good news for Yachty is he doesn't have to carry that mantle alone. He's got guys now that, and he's had them. You know, Wayno's clearly been a leader for the club, and um, you know, Carp's been a guy. Colton's going on his seventh year now and established himself as a, as a obviously a everyday big leaguer. And then the additions of of Miller and and uh, Goldschmidt and guys who can help you know 
established that clubhouse and of course Azuna and Fowler and you know so it's a it's a strong group so it doesn't have to bear the burden that yeah he's got to carry the group or lead the group alone he's he can do his part too and he'll he'll clearly do it the Yad father. Yad is that the first father. time we've heard that? I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that. I feel that like one. Yadi will patent that now and put it on his shirts. But the Yad father. And then Elidre. Elidre. He's like our leader. All of us took like a year of Spanish 20 years ago and yeah. failed it and don't really remember anything. So it's... Let's go back to Bop Down. That was easier to understand. Bop Down to the DR. Hey, Mo, have you Bop? Hey, is he in his <laughs> office today? No, I'm sorry. Mo is Bop Down <laughs> to the DR. <laughs> He has other, they also have a big academy down there, and it's the first graduating class in the Dominican Republic. So I think he was going anyway. But while there, hey, Marcel, we love your Instagram work. Is there any chance you'd come up to Florida? Can you just take this bat and swing it? I just want to see how. Can you bop up to Jupiter? <laughs> yeah. You think, you think you could bop over to Roger Dean? <laughs> Maybe he's kind of greasing the skids for some lingo he can use on Ozuna. Hey, you think you could swing by? Roger Dean for a couple of days. But hopefully Ozuna is well because that's your lineup anchor, really. I mean, he's your cleanup hitter. Goldschmidt's the new thunder, whether he hits second or third. But if Ozuna is in that contract year and clearly motivated, that changes everything. And if he's injured and he's kind of half-assing it in left field again, oh, boy, here we go again. A healthy Ozuna makes this lineup extremely much, much better because he will be so much better than he was a year ago. And if you look at the end numbers, you go, okay, they're all right. And he was so compromised. How much better could he be? I know Mo mentioned it's not a huge concern. I don't think it is either because you know Ozuna is acutely aware how important this season Mm -hmm. is for him and how healthy he has to be in order to line himself up for a bigger payday. I don't think he's taking this being careless at all this offseason. Right, he knows, and his agent, Scott Boris, knows this is a big deal. So you're right. I think there's a lot of motivation there. If anything, the marketplace has got to scare some of these guys. So you know you have to have a major season. Right. I mean, if Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are getting squeezed a little bit, you're not at their level. So you better put up monster numbers, create the market for yourself. I think the Cardinals tend to get lucky a lot of times when people turn down their deals. Hayward didn't stay. Even the Pujols deal long-term, you got you got lucky. Right now, the way things have shifted in baseball is better for them because people aren't getting monster deals, and you're trying to lock up Ozuna, possibly. Goldschmidt, more than likely. These are guys you're going to want to negotiate with, maybe even in season, and because the market has shrunk, that's got to help you at the table. Well, Do you think this plays right into their hands? Absolutely it does. And I would not be surprised if when John Moselec's down there paying his visit down to the DR that After maybe Bob's down. Bob's yeah, down. he kind of mentions, hey, what about a, a contract? What 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 are some of the numbers? What are you thinking about? What do you like? What do you don't like? Maybe start that process a little bit too. Feel them out a little bit. And by the way, the market has shrunk. I don't know if you've noticed. Exactly. You can try and bop onto the market, but it's <laughs> it's not really going well. All right, we're going to come back, talk to Mike Shannon, uh, the venture he has launched to uh, honor his great friend, Reg, great friend, Red Shane Dietz. One of our sponsors this hour is Offenberg Hyundai. They're in O'Fallon, Illinois. You can start that search online. It's OffenbergHyundai.com. Award-winning vehicles like the Genesis, the Elantra, whatever type of vehicle you're looking for, get an SUV like the Santa Fe. Plenty of room without a gas-guzzling Shocking trip to the gas station. That's what the Hyundai brand's all about. Great gas mileage, award-winning vehicles, and because it's Offenburg, you're going to get great 
service before, during, and after the sale. That's what they've been about since 1989. It's the 30th anniversary since they started selling Hyundais in this market. They also have a great selection of pre-owned vehicles, those also online. And the same price you see online is what you're going to pay in person. I know how it is. Oh, I don't want to go all the way over there. Oh, I'm just... That's how people in St. Louis think about everything. Don't be boring. Get in your car. <laughs> make the drive. 10 to 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis. It's O'Fallon, Illinois. Highway 64. Easy to get to. Greenmount Road is the exit. You can see the dealership from the highway. Find out what this great service is all about. Stop by and see them and start the search at OffenbergHyundai.com.